Hi everyone, welcome to Zoomies, your dog podcast. I'm Adriana Milne, your local dog trainer from Pet Bells Dog Training, and thank you for joining me this afternoon on Radio Karen. We are coming towards the end of the year. How has your year been so far? Busy? Exciting? Well, a mixed bag of everything for some of us. So I have, what about your plans for Christmas and holidays coming up soon? I hope you can have a great break and have some rest. So as we are getting on that Christmas rush and all the planning and, and things to do, things to prepare for the get-togethers with family and preparing for the holidays coming up, I thought sharing some tips with you for this period that is going to approach very soon. So starting to talk about if you take a dog on holidays, if you one or more dogs with you, and you, you know you're going to go travel by car. So I wanted to mention what to pack for your dog for the holiday. Okay, some ideas that I have because I've been traveling with my little dog quite a bit over the last two and a half years, and she enjoys so much. And I thought maybe sharing some of the experiences that I have and some items that might be quite handy to have. And so, is your dog coming with you? How exciting! It can be a big and great adventure for them. But please remember, don't leave your dog alone in a hot car. Cars can get hot very, very, very quickly. And even if you go on the way and you think, ah, oh, I'm going my way to my beach house, for example, the, the beach house you hire, I'm going to have to stop in the supermarket and buy, do some shopping. So idea is someone stays in the car uh, with the dog and actually if it's a safe spot, take it out for a little walk, for a little wee break, whilst one person only go inside the shop and buy the items that are necessary for the house. Okay, or... You can just go to this house, unpack, and then one of you go out and shop, you know, and because the dog obviously can't come to the supermarket with you. But don't leave the dog alone. Number one, it's very hot, uh, some days extremely, and it's not safe for the dog. They can stress as well, stop barking. It's like a lot of coming in and out in those car parks, different cars, and yeah, you, you just don't want the, the stress levels for your dog. It's not necessi necessary at all. Okay, there's things you can avoid and everybody is happy and things go smoothly. So some items that I would suggest you for you to pack for the trip. So for a start, if you have opportunity to make a list of all you need ahead of time so nothing is forgotten. I love lists. And I think when you, sometimes you do lists for yourselves, but you forget to do a list for your dog. And then when you arrive at the destination, oh, I forgot this, I forgot that. So, you know, things, this, this sort of um, surprises could have been easily avoided if you have done good planning ahead of time. So, for example, items that I would put on the list. Dog food, obviously, all of it. You can measure in advance how much you need for the time you're actually away, according each meal and portion sizes. So have you got a little measuring scoop uh, that you know how many scoops uh, your dog have for each meal, if you've got dry food? Or do you know how many, if you, you buy little fresh meat or little sachets of meat, how many... Uh, each day. Does a dog have half a session of meat in the morning, half in the afternoon, evening? So you just uh, get a paper and make the calculation and have exactly the amount or even more. 
it's important to have a bit more just in case, but not to run short. Yeah, you can take the whole bag if you want to save, um, you know, any headache. But um, sometimes it's such a big bag, it can be 20 kilos, and you might not need all that amount. So if you do the proper prior measuring and portion sizes, you have just as you need. The dog bed, obviously, a dog mat, dog poo bags, a couple of dog blankets for the colder nights. Yes, it's summer, but weather can be quite unpredictable, especially as in Victoria here, as we well know. Plenty of towels. Towels, because if you've got a rainy day, you can wipe the, the pet pot before coming indoors. If you go to the beach as well, you know, you can just dry the dog. Or if you're going to wash the dog, you're going to have towels to use. So very handy. A couple of water bowls. A couple of food bowls. Your dog's favorite toys. You can't live without it. Sometimes they've got the little cuddly, fluffy bed buddy that they carry everywhere. Um, and then on top of this, don't forget food dispensing toys. For example, the leaky mats. Kongs that you can fill in, it items, you know, when your dog can settle for the evening or can get busy getting fed via Kongs instead of being eating from the bowl. Um, a dog backpack, I think, is great. So you can actually wear it and put inside the backpack whatever you may need during your longer walks with the dog or day trips by car. You know, sometimes you arrive in an area, unpack everything, but there's little, there's not so much to explore on the surroundings. So you can already have what you need that your dog's going to need during the day and you can prepare this backpack. Everything is there. So, no, you know, you've got enough water, drink, a little dog treats, um, any food that you might need. If you the dog's going to go for a swim, you've got the beach towel. So, you know, so there's a, a very nice way to... Just plan for the day so nothing is forgotten. The portable water bowl and water bottle to have during your walk is during the day. Of course, you walk too much. The sun can be high up there and it's a cloudy day. Uh, it's usually the cooling sensation is just more pleasurable. But when you've got those strong sunny days that not a single cloud in the sky and the high humidity that we've been all experiencing, you know, just sweat heaps. Can imagine if you don't have access to fresh water. You will be finding water bowls around, you know, some of the, the shopping areas um, that some dogs may use, but I really like carrying my own water bowl because just in case if, you know, another dog uh, had anything contagious or cannot cough, I don't like thinking sharing uh, you know, water bowl, my dog with the others. I really like my own dog water bowl. So I know this, I'm not taking any risks with my dog health. So other thing is, what about shampoo and conditioner for washing the dogs after a beach swim? Otherwise, you're going to have all the sand staying in the fur and just rinsing with water is not enough. So I love having the dogs smelling nice and so shampoo and his own conditioner. The grooming kit with brush, comb, and a bowl for rinsing excess water. I actually have one of the things that I do in summer when um, my dog goes with me. I've got a portable little pool. And it, fesh, it just closes um, a very little box, a very tiny box. And I can open, fill with a hose water. So if my dog goes for a swim, I just can 
put it inside there and just rinse and wash. So it's very handy. Otherwise, you'll make a mess on the grass and, you know, it gets a bit muddy. Sometimes they end up rolling on the wet grass and become even dirtier than they were before. So that's a very, those little portable swimming pools that you can easily pack and great surface to actually wash your dog. And you can easily empty and flip over the grass and let it dry. Uh, the grooming kit then, uh, I like them taking the excess water uh, and rinse the dog with this extra bowl that I bring. And a bandana. What about a bandana if you like your dog wearing? And it looks so cute when they go out for the, the little trips with you. A lead, collar. And what about an extra lead and maybe an extra collar just in case one may break? Or a walking harness if your dog wears one. And if your dog is used to a crate... Obviously, you need to bring the crate along and you can just dismantle this crate, you know, and just you can easily pack in the car and then you just uh, prepare and just settle and open again uh, just when you get uh, to back to your destination. Or a waterproof jacket for the rainy and colder days. Yeah, they are likely to happen. And in situations that start bucketing rain, if your dog has nothing on, you, well, you get really soaked. Some don't mind and, <laughs> and start shaking it off all over the place and splashes all over you. But, you know, if it was really a bit cold the day and uh, it's raining, it just happens you're out there and it's predicting that, you know, the sky might open and bucket. At least your dog got something waterproof. And don't please don't forget any medications that your dog may have. And that counts for you having gone to your vet and preparing and having the amounts the the medications that you need if your dog is on medication. So you're not going to run short during the time you're away with your dog. And please don't forget, dogs need toilet breaks during the long car trips and a chance to stretch their paws as well, like us. Yeah, if you got like a four or five hour trip to arrive at the destination, don't you need to stop for a lunch break and just to stretch your legs? So the dog's the same way, you know, otherwise it's a very boring time locked in a car, and, uh, you know, you need fresh air. So please remember that when on a holiday, you'll be sharing spaces with other people. You'll be sharing public spaces. Please be considerate of other holiday makers and keep your dog noise levels down. Monitor the dog for any signs of stress it may display. And don't put your dog in situations it will be uncomfortable. And don't forget to have fun with your family and your pet dog. It will be a great family experience for all involved. Yes, I would love to hear some stories <laughs> when you come back from the holidays. They enjoy it. I understand some of you might just put them on a boarding kennel or have a pet sitter or someone you know or a family member looking after them. But if your dog is uh, friendly and you have introduced it early to outings, they will thrive on an opportunity to be with you as well, you know. So I have done about six holidays with my dog, and she absolutely loves and so do I. We are just going to pause for a short break, and we'll be back in a tick. You're listening to Zoomies on Radio Karen. <laughs> Hello, my name is Océane, I come from Martinia and you are listening to Radio Carom. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Zoomies, your doggy podcast with Adriana Mion. We are in summer now. Yeah, we are in December, half two weeks past already, December. And as we are here in the area of Kingston, under the regulations and local laws of the Kingston Council, our area has from the 1st of November until the 31st of March, summer regulations. So what are the summer beach regulations? If you love taking your dog to the beach. So you need to know, okay? So they are from sunrise up to 10 a.m., off-leash areas on sand only, okay? From 10 a.m. up to 7.30 p.m., no dogs allowed on the sand. And from half past 7 p.m. up to sunrise, on-leash dogs only in the area, on the beach area, okay? And we do have no-dog zones. In Morielic, from Bay Street up to the Morielic Creek, Dogs are permitted on beach road, shared path only, okay? Not on the beach, not on the sand at all. We do have our lovely 24-hour off-leash beach areas here in Kingston. And the two of them are Menton, from Charman Road up to Plummer Road, and Karen, off-leash, from the southern end, Old P.O. Lane, and up to the car park, Osprey Lane. So in Karen, we've got the closest ones if you live nearby Karen Patterson Lakes, okay? And uh, I go there sometimes, and uh, obviously earlier on, on the summer, you early on the day and on the weekends, you've got quite a few dogs and people, beachgoers. And I was going to talk to you as well, because it's been very hot. Like it's, some days are hot, some days are very humid, and then it goes cold again, and it's just like the weather is a mess. Very unpredictable. And what happens when you, it's a hot day, and um, you know, if you've got a busy schedule ahead for your work, or you're busy doing shopping, and before you prepare things to go away and pack, I would highly suggest you do walk your dog very early in the day, as much as you can. And if sometimes you particularly can't, cannot, you might have a family member who took holidays and the holidays start a bit earlier. They have a better chance maybe on a hot day. They are freer to walk your dog in the morning. Because what happens is asphalt. At 30 degrees Celsius, asphalt can heat up as high as 60 degrees Celsius. Can you possibly imagine? That's incredibly hot. If you touch the asphalt and you feel your hands burn, what about your puppy, your dog paws? You know, don't walk the dog then in those circumstances. Concrete cement at 35 degrees can heat up as high as 50 degrees Celsius. So that's another one, incredibly high temperature. What about the sand? The sand at 32 Celsius degrees Celsius can get as hot as 49 Celsius up to 54 degrees Celsius. Even the sand. You know, you think, ah, the water is there, they're going to cool down. Yeah, but then, if you like, the day heats up quite a lot. And especially, so there are some days that about lunchtime is incredibly hot, and other days heats up later, about 2, 3 p.m. And can the temperature just stay up very high until 
almost the end of the day, up to six, seven o'clock at night. You know, each day can vary slightly. And the first few days after a cool patch, sometimes it starts cooler in the morning and then heats it up very much. And when you got a sequence of two, three days very hot, the next day the tendency starts very hot early morning already. So, you know, you really need to keep an eye on temperatures to use as a guideline, you know, to, to help you guide uh, the best times in the, of the day to actually walk your dog. And what about natural grass? Natural grass at 35 degrees Celsius, it can actually be about 40 degrees Celsius in the sun. And the grass in the shade will have like a temperature feeling of about 33 degrees Celsius. Okay, and this information I obtain uh, a source from the Guides Dogs WA Western Australia, and uh, is a guideline, you know. So that said, touch the ground if you think it's far too hot for your the palm of your hand. Do not let your dog walk on that surface because it's gonna, you know, burn. L- let's look after your little puppies and dogs. And other point I wanted to make with you is. Sometimes, like, you know, the, the fireworks, like we had at the Chelsea Bicentennial Park the other day, on a weekend, uh, fireworks displays. And some dogs can get very, very scared. Uh, so at this time of the year, there's a lot of family get-togethers, a lot of companies, uh, you know, getting together. Even though you have to ask permission to have fireworks, some people, you just start, you know, like, bah. <laughs> firecrackers out there. But on the other hand, you know the New Year's Eve is the traditional day that you're going to have fireworks. So I would say as much as possible, if you know there is a holiday season or a festive season that will involve fireworks and you have this information in advance and through personal experience, as much as possible, please stay with your dog. And when you know a certain day will be celebrated with this, you know, so if you know ahead, just prepare, plan ahead. Dogs have very sensitive hearing, so if it is loud for you, can you possibly imagine how loud would be for them? You can try to put some cow music in the background in the room where you stay with your dog, so you can use it like a sound buffer for the dog, okay? If he's really, your dog is really, really scared of fireworks, you may consider purchasing some dog earmuffs that can block a bit the noise levels okay introduce beforehand the dog to the earmuffs try to make a positive association you show the earmuff and pair it with a high reward value reward and so slowly because that will be a foreign object in your dog's head so don't start putting smack the first time when just few minutes before the fireworks go off so desensitize the dog and make it positive so he gets used in situations like that don't leave your dog alone in the backyard when fireworks displays will be on. Because if your dog panic, it could even jump the fence in that panic streak, okay? And please, never take your dog to see the fireworks with you. So if you plan an outing with your family, with your friends, to watch the fireworks, don't take your dog alone. Because if your dog gets scared really, really scared, it can really become a very traumatic experience for him or for her. And you don't want this. And uh, it's really trauma can be really hard to come back from then. So why? Why would you do that? I remember when um, one of the occasions I spent um, a holiday in the Gippsland Lakes, uh, Christmas, New, New Year, and there were fireworks in Lakes Entrance, for example. 
and some people, the local holidaymakers and some of the residents decided to take their dogs to, to watch and to see the fireworks, to hear the fireworks. Some dogs are very, very stressed. There's no doubt. You just could look at them. And people stay until the end watching that. Yeah, it's a beautiful visual display, but what about your dog? You know, why to put your dog through some horrible experience like that? And if your dog reaction is extremely, extremely, extremely bad, please discuss this aspect with your vet and get your vet guidance, okay, and recommendations of what's the best uh, action to take in this situation. We are going to go now for a tiny break and we will be with you very shortly. You're listening to Zoomies on Radio Karen. Hey everyone, we're Friday Night Frothies. What's it all about? It's about laughter and not taking yourself too seriously. Ah, it's about sports and current events. And we might even introduce you to some different beers. So tune in live Friday nights. Or listen to our podcast at radiocarum.org. You know you've got nothing better to do. Bang. Hi, everyone. You're listening to Zoomies, your doggy podcast on Radio Karen with Adriana from Pet Pals Dog Training. So, if you are going to have people coming to your home for a breakfast, for breakfast, for a Christmas breakfast, Christmas lunch, Christmas dinner, what about your dogs? So, few handy tips so all runs smoothly on this very special day. And the tips are exercise your dog early on Christmas Day. Prepare in advance a safe place, a calm place for your dog to stay during the Christmas meal. Have special Christmas treats to give to your dog. Those very, very special ones that is safe for your dog to eat. Please no feeding food scraps from the table, okay? And don't let any of your friends or guests do that if your dog is around the table. Ask your dog to sit before meeting visitors and have a high-value reward handy so your dog gets rewarded by sitting while meeting people. If your dog gets over-aroused with far too many people or the noise levels of the party, settle your dog on a mat or in its quiet place. Give it a chance to go outside as well and stretch the paws, do a bit of a play with you. And then you have some energy release and then you'll feel a bit calmer on the return. Reward calm behavior around people, okay? So you don't want dogs being rewarded by jumping up, by barking, getting attention. It is your chance to practice what your skills, what you've learned through dog training with course attendance that you may have or previous trainings you've done with your dog and because not all the time you've got this sort of numbers of people in your house to actually get a chance to practice it's a great opportunity even if you need to have a little treat pouch on you that'll be fine just prepare and plan okay and um, i think we are coming towards the end and um we will be joining you on the next podcast on the Friday, the 29th of December. And please stay safe and cool this summer. Don't forget on very hot days to do almost like a get your leaky mat, put little fruit. I What I do on very hot days, I just cut a bit of strawberries, very tiny bits, um, a bit of berries, very small amounts. 
uh, two or three slices of banana and I mash and I spread all over the leaky mat. And sometimes a little bit of vegetables that your dog likes eating can be a bit of carrots, cooked carrots, broccoli, a zucchini. And I just, with my fork, I do a mash. And then I really squash onto the surface of my leaky mat. And I put on the freezer. So what happens then when, usually like on the hottest part of the day, you can put this leaky mat out or even at dinner time, you know, but supervise your dog. And then the dog licks, 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 and it's almost like a, a nice pole for them. They feel so refreshed and it's just busy, busy. And licking is so good for them. It's the, the feel good uh, thing that your dog should do on a regular basis. So it's a good idea. And don't forget the Kong as well. If you get a few Kong and you've put on a freezer, it's like an icy pole. They will be busy, busy for a while, licking, licking the Kong. And it's great. They are mouthing on the right objects and not nipping, uh, you know, unwanted objects. I have one special recipe that I love in summer and I'm going to share with you because it, I am Brazilian. So being Brazilian born and go there from time to time and sometimes I do this at home even though I don't drink too much alcohol. But I love this particular drink and it is called caipirinha. Caipirinha, if you do with the traditional South American cachaça, if you can find it here in Australia, or called caipiroska, if you do with vodka. Okay, I'll give the recipe of caipiroska because it's much easier to find vodka here. Ingredients. You need to get limes. So buy quite a few limes. As many people you have, you're going to have to have a lot of limes. Okay, it's a bit bitter, but for this drink is ideal. Ice, ice cubes. And I like what you call a little kumbuka. Kumbuka is like a little wooden like bowl. And you've got, um, it's like a little stick that you crush the limes with the sugar on the kumbuka. So then, and vodka, obviously. I like, particularly, I do like Smirnoff vodka. But you've got other types, other brands. So then, how do you start? You crush limes and sugar together. You pour onto your glass one nip of vodka. Then you fill this glass with crushed ice and you enjoy this drink. And I love being on a hammock in summer because I've got a few Brazilian hammocks at home. And I love being stretched on a hammock on the shade and having the nice drink, caipirosca or caipirinha. Caipirosca is the, with the vodka, caipirinha the same thing, but instead of vodka, you put Brazilian cachaça. Okay? So I think that's it. And so, please, if you're going to go on holidays, just drive very carefully, look after everybody, you know, um, drink plenty of fluids. And I wish you all a wonderful Christmas with your pets and your family and your friends and a happy new year to you all. And thank you so much for joining us today on Radio Karen, Zoomy podcast. And I'll be with you next year. And uh, I know actually 29th of December is not next year yet. After Christmas, guys. Yeah, have fun. Enjoy every single moment of it, okay? Just comes along once a year. And bye! <laughs>